You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to hour number two of this day's Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, your host, coming at you from the Fargo studios between the railroad track and the cathedral in downtown Fargo. I would like to thank Ryan, Evan, and Jennifer for being on last half hour, organizing the Crookston March for Life, coming up March 19th. So we wish them all the best on that. And thanks for all they do for life. And speaking of doing things for life, we have Father Shannon Bouquet from Human Life International joining us. Welcome, Father. Well, very good to be with you once again in your audience. So good to have you back, Father. So what have you been up, up to this last month? You've probably been traveling and giving talks and all that kind of stuff, Yes, huh? it's been, been, been a busy time, you know, as things begin to gradually reopen and people are back on the move and programs are starting to, re, uh, to be, uh, become actualized again. And uh, obviously, uh, my journey begins to start up again. So it's um, a great blessing. So already working on um, mission travel for international uh, work and uh, for the rest of the year, and if things again continue to open, and already into 2023 and 2024's calendar, uh, trying to reschedule, lots, lots of things to reschedule. So it's been a great blessing. Praise God. Exactly. Amen. Amen. Father Bouquet also writes a weekly column for Human Life International about all sorts of life issues, and uh, one that especially intrigued me, or one of the recent columns, uh, Father, uh, it, it had a, a, a good uh, you know, a good bent to it is that about the idea of euthanasia in Italy and it, it, its legalization has been stalled, so it, it it isn't legal yet. And so you wrote about that. And first of all, just maybe our listeners, I think they maybe know, you know, they've heard the word euthanasia, but then they have assisted suicide. And maybe just clarify some of those terms because they are a little different. Talk to us about euthanasia and assisted suicide and what they are, and then we'll get into why they're so dangerous. Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, obviously from our, from our Catholic teaching, both of these, whether we're speaking of euthanasia or of assisted suicide, obviously are evil, they're intrinsically uh, evil, and they are immoral and never to be an option of choice. And so uh, when we talk about euthanasia, uh, you know, our uh, audience may be familiar with that term uh, because we hear it, you know, sadly in our own country where a few states have uh, legalized uh, this, which means an individual... Uh, can uh, request to be euthanized, or it can be done involuntarily, voluntarily. You know, it could be where a third party, in other words, someone gives uh, is the one that administers the lethal uh, poison, injection, and so it's a third person that is the cause, the acting agent in causing the death of the individual, who is in some cases requested, or it could be that a person has not requested it, has been involuntarily you know, euthanized. And assisted suicide, uh, I know our audience would probably know more of the term uh, a physician-assisted suicide, mm-hmm. um, which there, what we're dealing with is an individual, again, has requested um, to, uh, to, be, uh, to, to die. And so in this case, the third party is not the direct actor. The person themselves, the actual individual who's requesting, is the one who acts to kill themselves. What happens is the doctor or the uh, third party provides the means, but it actually is the individual that kills themselves. 
So that would be the main difference. And the first is the third party is the actor directly causing the death in assisted suicide. It is the person, uh, the individual requesting um, death, that is the main actor causing their own death. So that's the that's the difference. Exactly. Very well put, Father. And, you know, just just thinking, this, this is the next, shall we say, you know, the logical step as, as we go, because, you know, since we've accepted abortion, when we get both ends of life, right, those with little or no voice, those where there's either too many problems or you're too expensive or you're, it's, it's, it's too difficult, these are the ones who are pushed to the margins. And so what people don't understand, this maybe talk for a little bit just about the whole culture of life and why it's so important that we see every life is precious regardless of their state in life or their, their state of health. Right. I think the, you know, it's always important, you know, Father Paul Marx, who was the founder of Human Life International now 50 years ago, and, you know, we, you know, he, when a meeting with John Paul II in 1979, you know, they, they were talking about what you just mentioned, Tim, and that, you know, what are the, what are the connections? And, and the realization is that when we accept the fact that life at its beginning has no value, then that begins to transmit itself as uh, life goes forward. So eventually, if we can arbitrarily determine that at, at the beginning of life, this one has value, this one does not, then we will see it begin to be applied to those as we go forward. And most particularly, you know, Tim, as you mentioned, are the vulnerable, the, 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 the ones that cannot defend themselves, the poor, the sick, the elderly, the handicapped, uh, those uh, suffering with mental difficulties or, or cognitive difficulties. And, and so what we need to recognize is we got to go back to the first principle of the Church's teaching on social doctrine, and that is the uh, respect owed to human persons and who are made in the image and likeness of God. And everything flows from that understanding, and everything returns back. So, and this is what, what's important, is that every life, without exception, no matter how that life has come into being, and no matter what the, the conditions of that life may be, does not take away or change that inherent dignity, that inalienable dignity, which means it cannot be violated. It cannot be taken away, it does not lessen, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't, one does not have more than the other. So each of us have equal inherent dignity, and it is, it is of the utmost that it should be respected. And so in the case of uh, contraception, you know, we see the good and, and the ends of marriage being assaulted, and, and the uh, lack of openness to the transmission of human life. And when that occurs, and then, as we know, contraception fails, and uh, the, oftentimes uh, the couple who does not want the child to, at that beginning, uh, now has a baby and, and our parents, and now don't want that child. So they choose to abort to kill that child. And so that then moves forward in time. So it's, it's a very dangerous... I know our, our uh, 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 people on the other side of the aisle... Uh, love to uh, condemn us for using the slippery slope, but it is absolutely apl- applicable. I mean, if you can do it at the beginning, you can do it at every stage. Yeah, so true. We're talking with Father Shannon. Okay, the slippery slope applies if it is a not not a a, a sound a statement, right? A sound, but but we have very firm ground to stand. Of course, Pope John Paul II. Uh, called that, of course, the contraceptive mentality. And just as you said, it leads to the positive refusal to be open to life in all stages. Yes, exactly. Well, Father, let's, let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, Italy, I guess there was a big referendum, like over a million signatures, if I remember right. A pro-euthanasia I, yes, people. Yeah. Okay, pro-euthanasia people wanted to 
to, to basically make euthanasia legal in Italy. Tell us about that and, and what happened. Yeah, what happened was, you know, uh, the court a few years before, so this happened just a couple of weeks ago in, in February, where the Constitutional Court, uh, through this referendum, uh, was asked to uh, basically remove the restrictions to euthanasia. The previous restrictions uh, that had been uh, granted by the court so were the hard cases. As we know, uh, any of us involved in, in pro-life and family uh, activism and the movement know that it is always those rare cases, those hard cases, that are often used uh, to advance this uh, agenda. And so the court uh, had recognized that, unfortunately. And so now what was happening, the advocates for euthanasia and assisted suicide, we're now just pushing the button further. As we, again, we see, uh, as we saw with abortion here in the United States, uh, with the uh, unjust imposition upon this country, and eventually uh, uh, with Doe, we saw the whole removal of, of those restrictions. And as we saw just recently uh, with the bill that attempted to get through the Senate, uh, would have removed, uh, you know, basically no state could have done anything to, uh, to prevent abortion from occurring at any stage up until birth. So we, we see the progression of their thought, and this is what happened in Italy. And so what the court said was no. First of all, you know, this should be a legislative decision. Now, again, we're not 100% happy with the court because it's the court that's caused the problem to begin with. So, but at least it recognized there was something wrong with this and that if this is going to become law, then it should be done through the legislative process and not by the, by the imposition of the court. So that was a good thing. The second thing the court did is it used the language about the vulnerable. It, it recognized that this was a problem, that if this were to be, uh, uh, to be legalized, that the vulnerable, the poor, would have no defense. So that's where at least the good that some members of the court realize the inherent danger of this mentality. Now, as we know, they're not going to give up. You know, the advocates for this are going to continue to push. But what's great is Pope Francis got involved, you know, in this conversation. Uh, and I think it's a great thing on his Wednesday audience. Uh, so uh, right before the court uh, had issued its statement, um, Pope Francis, you know, spoke about the responsibility of each one of us to care for our sick, for our elderly, and for our dying. And that the answer uh, to their, their difficulties and their struggles is not to end their life. You know, uh, people have a right to life, not a right to death, he said. Uh, and, uh, and, and that is, we, but we, the people of God, like the Good Samaritan, have to step forward and offer ourselves. I mean, John, this is not a new thought. John Paul talked about this in Evangelium Vitae, you know, in paragraph 64, 65, 66. And, you know, so Pope Francis is just re-echoing and once again raising the voice. So I, I think it, uh, I'm very happy that he did that because it makes people think, you know, why is the Holy Father talking about this? What's happening? Most people didn't even know maybe that referendum was being around. Mm -hmm. So by him doing that, well, not only for Italy, but it raised the voice globally. And that is a great thing. So it's, uh, so I think it's, 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 it's a wonderful moment that like you're giving, Tim. You're, you're bringing the conversation to bear. And so uh, we need to hear what's happening so that we can uh, address these issues. So true. Talking with Father Shannon Bouquet of Human Life International. Yes, I love that quote, and you put it in your, in your piece there. Life is a right, not death, which must be welcomed, not administered. That, I love that part, too. Death is welcomed you know, at, at the time when God chooses you know, we welcome, okay, God, but it's not administered. We don't say when this person dies and how they die. 
Exactly. And it's interesting because uh, in, in the column, I also, Paul Francis also referenced uh, 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 Joseph Ratzinger, you know, mm-hmm. Benedict Sixteenth, yep. who's now 95 mm-hmm. and, you know, who himself is looking at death. I mean, it's it's imminent, you know, and so, and, uh, and not that he's dying today, what I mean by imminent is that he's getting older. Yep. This, this life is drawing itself to a close. And it's the, uh, and, but for us as Christians, you know, we believe that death has no power. And so, why? Because Christ conquered death. Christ destroyed death. And he destroyed the power of death over us. It doesn't mean I'm not going to die, but the, 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 the death of which we're speaking is this eternal death, this, this, you know, removal from God's presence. Christ has conquered, he's destroyed this reality and restored us. And so what's important is, as we, as we talk about this, is we always have to keep that end in mind as we face the difficulties and struggles of human life. And, and, and to know that, that Christ has redeemed us, he has washed us in his blood, and that he has said to us that I will return for you to, to bring you with me where I am. And that he's also, you know, in this, uh, in this great teaching, reminds us not to be afraid, that, you know, that we're, we're going to face these moments of, of difficulty, but cling to Christ. You know, almost like the woman with the hemorrhage, reaching out just to touch the tassel of his garment. You know, we cling to Christ, and, and we can echo the words of Paul, who says, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? And, and it's so wonderful to hear our Holy Father uh, reminding all of us of this great reality, you know, that Christ conquered death, and he rose from the dead, and that we are, are, are called to share in his resurrection. And so we have a very different view of human life, and a very different understanding of our struggle in life, and how we face illness, and how we even face the imminent of our, imminence of our own death. And, uh, and that's what many people don't want to talk about it. They're, they're afraid, and so they, they give way you know, to these uh, secular definitions, and that's why I'm so happy with our Holy Father to, to get out there and use the platform he has in his Wednesday audience to, to talk about this. So true. We're talking with Father Shannon Mulcahy about euthanasia, about assisted suicide, about the elderly. When we come back after the break, Pope Francis has called the elderly treasure of humanity, and we'll have Father Mulcahy explain that right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. 
SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere on Alexa-enabled devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser coming at you from the Fargo Studios. We are talking with Father Shannon Bouquet of Human Life International about euthanasia and assisted suicide. Welcome back, Father. Oh, thank you, Tim. You know, Father, one of the things that struck me, and you, you quoted this in your article, is that uh, Pope Francis said, the elderly are treasure of humanity. They are our wisdom, even if they do not speak, or even if they do not make sense. Still a symbol of wisdom. Wow, that just, that totally, I've got it starred and circled. It's like, why don't you explain that a little bit, and how that's so countercultural now in our age? Well, let me uh, let me begin with something I just heard just a, uh, day, yesterday. Sure. And it was from an elderly person, very learned, a medical doctor, now in the uh, in the in, in, in her eighties, mm-hmm. and she says, you know, recently she says that she's well written. She's, I mean, uh, lots of books. I mean, she's well known, and she tells me she says that um, she was invited to a hospital to observe uh, some new doctors and so forth. That you know, and she's very humble. She's not a prideful woman, and she says, "But this one doctor basically ignored her, just completely mm-hmm. pretended she wasn't even there." And then about a couple of years later, they're at an event, and um, all of a sudden, she, he he recognizes her, and he says, "I've never met you before." She says, "Oh yes, you have. You just didn't see me," mm-hmm. it, because she says, "When gray hair falls on your roof, mo- many people just." Don't see you anymore, hmm. and I, and I think that's very very profound. That what happens as people as age, and uh, especially as people become uh, older and sickly, there's a tendency to to move where we no longer recognize them. We no longer see the beauty and wonder and value, the treasure, as Pope Francis said, in our elderly brothers and sisters. And we, we begin to treat them from a utilitarian, which means because they no longer contribute, so to speak, we begin to think they, they have less value. And so we don't, you know, give of our time, our energy. We fail to start listening. And, and I think it's, it, it, the Holy Father is really pricking our conscience, you know, with that statement, reminding us of the inherent dignity of everyone, as I mentioned at the beginning of our program, that no one loses this dignity. It's not. It's unchangeable, and so, but yet we have a tendency, you know, to become desensitized, you know, to the beauty of human life, 
And because we place so much value on vitality and vigor that we, we all of a sudden when a person does not, you know, reflect these core values that people have determined for themselves, then we begin to ignore and pretend that they don't exist or pretend that there's nothing that they offer. I often say in caring for uh, older priests um, to, uh, in life that, you know, when, when we, and every individual is like this, but having known a number of priests who have served Human Life International's mission, um, and, you know, when they passed that great library, that great wisdom and knowledge, all their experiences, everything that they, they, they saw in life went with them. You know, and so it's a great loss. It's a great, we, 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 there's, there's something, someone missing. And I'm grateful, again, to the Holy Father, you know, because we need to start really thinking, you know, and changing our point and changing our view. And, you know, I was really remar- uh, really amazed and, and grateful, you know, during this, uh, the, the COVID issues, you know, how many people began to voice about people in nursing facilities and skilled facilities and, and the elderly and, and the handicapped. And it was great to hear that people were concerned about, you know, others. And that's a great thing. Unfortunately, I, you know, of course, we know human nature. Then, you know, when things start to normalize, you know, will we remember that or will we return back to those other ways of, of approachment? And, and sadly, just knowing human nature, the, the latter is what's going to happen. And, and, you know, so this is the challenge, you know, to realize that John Paul, you know, said in Evangelion Vitae that, you know, we don't, you know, we don't put the, 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 in, in the person's life that, that needs the care, you know, which means I'm removing my responsibility because I don't want to be bothered by caring for the individual. Instead, I need to step forward. I need to step forward and give of my time, my energy, my skill, all that I can to be of assistance to my brother and my sister, which again goes back to the teaching of the Good Samaritan and also goes back to Matthew 25 when we talk about whatever we do unto the least of God's people, we do unto him. And it's, it's a great teaching, you know, and, and, and the Holy Father is just, you know, ringing that bell. And I think it's great because, you know, the Holy Father is not a young man either. And so, you know, and, and you know, he himself is, you know, kind of like John Paul did, standing in that logia, you know, standing in that window, you know, as an older person, as a person with illness, a person that's getting older and saying, you know, I, you know, we need to respect each other and you need to respect the people who are of, of who are of age and who are sickly or, or who cannot speak for themselves. So uh, I think it's important. And, and also there's another element I brought up, you know, Tim was, especially right now in, in many countries where we see the legalization of euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide, you know, this is a consequence of an aging population because of, of global low birth rates. And so when you have countries, the United States no different, that has a tremendous amount of resource that is put into health care and, uh, and all the, uh, the, the components that make up health care, skilled nursing, long-term care, and so forth, you know, how do you pay for this? How do you maintain it? You know, and especially like in our own country when we know that Medicare is funded by people who are employed, you know, through the tax that comes through this. And this is where our, a lot of our programs and, that come from, from Medicare, Medicaid, the CHIP program, and so forth, you know. And so what happens when you have less people working, less people in, in that funnel feeding the, the resources, financial resources, needed to be able to, to care for your programs? And this is what we see globally, which 
Now you see countries legalizing euthanasia, thinking that this is the answer. So we, we, we can't care for them. And then they, they, they give all the euphemisms, you know, care for the elderly, you know, death with, uh, with dignity, which, which this is all, all a farce. And it's, it's ridiculous. But, and so people need to realize the, what's at stake here. And all of us, the Holy Father is saying, need to pause. And our response is not legalization of euthanasia or a physician-assisted suicide. Our response is step forward. Give of yourself, give of your time, respect, love, care, sacrifice for the good of your neighbor, and especially for family members. I mean, how many of our families members have elderly loved ones that are isolated, you know, uh, not only in their homes but in care facilities and, uh, and, and not visited? No one sees them. Uh, basically, they're being cared for by nurses and, and strangers in, instead of by family members. And, and so uh, and I think it's important for all of us to, to ask, what am I doing? How am I responding? What are my thoughts on this situation? What is my approach to this? And so this is what the Holy Father has done by, by talking about this and saying, open our eyes, look at the treasure in front of you. And as we all know from the other spectrum with, with, with people with Down syndrome, we know how the world often looks at, at people with, who with this, and that is in some countries the child is aborted almost immediately upon diagnosis. And, and yet, when you speak to families, you know, who are blessed with this wonderful gift of this human being, how blessed their lives are, how unique this wonderful person is, and, and the joy and the happiness they bring to the family. And I, I, we need to approach our, our elderly and, our, and those in need in the same manner and realize that, yes, it's going to be uh, uh, demanding of our time. Yes, there's going to be sacrifice needs to be made, but the benefit and the beauty and the happiness and the joy and the peace that we all obtain far outweighs all the inconveniences or the sacrifices that need to be made. But that is the gospel, you know? Our Lord says to us, right, Tim? He says, you know, and, and is the idea that be willing to die to ourselves, you know, to in, in the sense of giving of ourselves. Don't be selfish, but be like our Lord who, who came to us to save us. He came to redeem us. And as what Paul says, you know, God who is rich became poor so that we who are poor might be made rich. Exactly. Don't be selfish, be selfless. Accompany them with true compassion. One of the greatest gifts of my four-year-old son, Father, was to be able to spend the last year and a half of my, my mother's life with him. We saw, he saw her many times a week. They have a great relationship. It's wonderful. Father, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Look forward to talking with oh, you again soon. You're very much welcome. All right. That sounds great. Father Shannon Bouquet. I'll be with you again. Thanks so much, Father Shannon Bouquet. Coming up next, can works of mercy enrich your Lent? Stay tuned and find out. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 